0: are back with another sub-series episode of our lovely 5DC Enlightenment Functional Adult Love Language. Today's episode is healing from feelings of shame. That's the focus. And as a person who does not know the shame defectiveness experience, I do not share with you the aspect of personal experience. It is from the other end of the spectrum. 5DC enlightenment's perspective with a love cycle. So while those who heal from feelings of shame, so feelings of defectiveness, they are what you would note as people who come and tell you about peeling the layers to get to their core, okay? Okay. Because their core has this feeling of defectiveness that is masked. So shame is a developmental strategy of the infant. This is explained to me by Daniel Siegel, who is the founder of the Mindsight Institute. But he is also an attachment uh, researcher, ex-researcher, psychologist, psychiatrist. I forget his titles, but you can look him up, Daniel Siegel. He helps good trauma experts, because there are some who are choosing to disregard the updated information of now what is good mental health information. So the updated good mental health information shares with individuals and therapists alike a whole range of information, including how the mind works. And so Mindsight Institute with the interpersonal neurobiology, they teach this course, this certificate program, not only to people like me, I'm a mentor, a consultant, a content creator, many names, online entrepreneur, essentially support people on their personal development, as you all know, and it's uh, something that embraces holistic life coach as well as mindfulness practitioner, so I'm adding to that peripheral view of my toolkit and that's why I don't like titles but I have to use them uh, so <laughs> FYI anybody who's new oh and this is going to move into paid subscription-based model content just so you know the range of information began to become a part of my curriculum as I had more availability since the online world created all these lovely platforms and NICABM is where I started after finding Bessel van der Kolk's book, the the body keeps the score. I forget how I came across NICABM, but I just remember, I think it was something related to Bezel being one of the instructors, and I got to take part in their subscription-based model content, so I pay for it a uh, yearly fee, and then every month we get to talk about different topics and their eight-week program, so I get to learn from therapists, the good ones. The ones who continue to update their repertoire because they understand that they are on a journey to support people. In fact, a gap that is missing, I need to write a note about that one, but is uh, one that Ron Siegel mentions about therapists not actually being aware of themselves and having a whole self and how this is very essential to being able to create, repair repair. When misattunement happens, uh, that can create splinters and ruptures. And since for the therapist, but for a mentor alike, and just as an educator, even though our content can be entertainment considered because it's food for thought, but educator because of using the information that can help people who actually want to pursue their enlightenment soul age group or at the very least that inner growth mindset. So you becoming a functional adult. The difference is I use 5D because I'm a mystic. And so I integrate for my community because they don't have an actual person who's talking 5D language. Right now all I see are still people who are in the middle because they don't bring together all spiritual spirituality and the human sciences. So also the good human sciences, excuse me. And what I mean by that, it's the ones who are not objectifying our journey but they allow us to understand so daniel siegel breaks down to me how the mind works i can break it down to you he breaks down to me all of the years of attachment research that share our attachment system and how the integration of the mind leads to your inner well-being and how the integrated mind is a conduit all hands on deck that the default mode network is unregulated so my regular listeners they hear this i'm not going to do too much of this right now Because every episode is going to be different, but the psychoeducation, you can just regularly tune in to other episodes or reach out, but it's not a necessity for these topics. Long story short, Daniel Siegel explains how the mind works very well and what integration of the mind means, and it is your inner well-being. And as a person who already had began IG, inner growth, mindset, I already had a hunch (laughs) as a human myself that that works but again i have a love cycle so i had a hunch in a way uh, that equates i'm imperfect you're imperfect it's not called the effectiveness with this shame thing i don't know why people don't know how to be themselves thank you bezel van Der Kolk, for letting me in on when the ego self feels threatened it does social engagement it leans to look for help see me soothe me help me and so In the beginning of my awareness of this, when I use social engagement, it is you looking outside of yourself to see who can help you. And if you look at your heritage, your human elements, you're going to find a lot of things in the back. And so again, the people who have shame and are out of it can tell you all about what it means to peel those layers of society's dark glasses and get to their pink glasses We just have pink glasses and we get dark glasses as we go because of knowing what it means when we're meeting the adaptive children because they get nasty with us for no other reason except for they have feelings of shame that are hiding beneath the surface because the actual shame, defective, is at the heart, 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 and so the body stores heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart, okay? The body of the person and the masking of it begins with self-soothing mechanisms but there's also to say that there's a body that does not feel safe to be itself so there's also a soothing that can become compulsive lying compulsive many things in the meantime there's not a body that learns to regulate with ventral bagel. so the social engagement of ease within their body doesn't take place There is a way that shame then hides beneath the surface because there's a need for it to hide in that, well, the reality is once you've decided in your heart this feeling of unworthiness, and now that you've decided through your brain, your body has allowed you to maintain sanity for if your caregiver is not sane, then you're in big trouble because the attachment system knows that there's a lifeline And that's called the person in the room, whoever it is, that is the figure that can help you to actually physically survive. The infant body, when it cries, it's not just because it's spoiled. No, it's crying because it needs food or changing or cold when it is not met your body by contingent communication, meaning you're not responded to in an ideal timely fashion matter. That's not going to be great long term because long term means your body is going to be cold and hungry and sad and upset and frustrated. The flight is on. So you're not comfortable, and not comfortable is not safe. And so, while one third of attunement is all that is needed to develop secure attachment, it's important to repair ruptures. And again, I want to make this all about psychoeducation, but it's important for the body to get. Warms to have skin contact for a person to have a good you know nervous system response for the parent which isn't happening if what's the word if the parents are fighting or if there's neglect or abuse and essentially this is where not everybody is able to be in that state of course as a parent we know this this is something that can happen or parents so on these notes the people who have layers, it's because there was not the ability to immediately continue life, if you will, because we all will have at some point at the beginning of our life, according to somatic experts, had the feeling of a restorative embodied self where that is our nature, that is the human body's self nature is to feel all is going to be okay. And this is the feeling that 5D body type will know. So I know the restorative embodied self-experience. I know the moving into an integration of the mind easily. No rumination, no shame cycle, okay? So no inner critic, outer critic. No denying my emotions through compulsive activity and no withdrawing and pretending like things don't matter. They actually do and there's resolving and that's why compassion and uncontrolled love are what lead the way of a 5DC in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, we do not have this defective shame button. And so even when people who do use it, because when shame is met by unconditional love, because it requires a person to look within the heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart, which equates the feeling at the heart of the infant that felt so lonely, and so as afraid a scared is what i was going to say that there's it's it's a very very it's like a dark cave but you can feel that wind that pr- it's it's a very specific if i have to describe that energy of what it is like and it's a very lonely lonely dark place of misery and and not just that it's despair and and not just that because If a person doesn't have a hand that holds them, but they want the hand, they have to be willing to lean into it. In order for that to happen, though, this is the part of why healing from shame is very much the person's choice. And this is why there's two aspects to when we talk, and when I say we, the ones of us with the love cycle, there are two aspects that we will always have in mind most of the time I'm here supporting people who are ready to be themselves so I'm not talking to the ones who are going to get into a pity party or who are going to get pissy if people get pissy they're not going to obviously become paid subscribers and I would totally understand that pissiness because I have learned from the somatic experts what a modulated embodied person will do and what an adaptive child will do in order to avoid meeting their inner child okay so the ability to stand and speak and share in specific moments of our episodes is always to support more love to be what is around so that those who are willing in time to get a hold of this shame will have enough of a safe environment to get there but There's the awareness of what I was about to describe, so let me go back into that. When we recognize what is actually the need, that's why there's somatic, sensory motor, and trauma experts, and most likely, most people who do start to get a handle of this loneliness that I was describing, that's why they go, because they end up in a very dark place not all of them that's the sad part so not all people actually heal from their feelings of shame and this is one of those experiences that I personally have had in my lifetime which is why whenever somebody tells me that I'm too compassionate I allow myself to do the right silence and to leave it alone and to listen to the perspectives of those who still have defectiveness within their own hearts. And to disengage from meddling in any way, shape, or form, not because of some uh, invisible hand of anything that is telling me what to do or not. That's not how the field of consciousness works. We are part of this fabric It is because of my conscious brain's awareness, even when I was a kid, that it ain't my business what you want to do with your inner world. It's my business to be a person who can use my mouth, speak to you, and if you don't want to know that, that means we're not going to be friends and, you know, pretty straightforward again. (laughs) Not hard to take a hint or more. I mean, sometimes we do need to get told because we don't just... uh, love to be in and out of somebody's life we're a forever person the love cycle people so we're not people who ditch our loved ones that's why we only grow our relationships not the other way around the part of what others do is theirs and i'm gonna leave that that's not part of our equation of this conversation and the the episode so people who have feelings of shame that they don't move out of end up isolating themselves out of their pitiness and their misery and the fact that they feel that they are not worthy and that they spread, you know, uh, they will make up the most, the most uh, horrendous stories. And so, yeah, it's not something very fun. Uh, not something very beautiful. And the ones who want to talk about enabling, again, those are modulated people who don't know what they're talking about and they should think of their defectiveness cycle first, but we won't be the ones pointing it out because, again, that that would not be nice. It would not be nice uh, to instigate any person's unworthiness shame cycle just because they don't know how to be compassionate. They actually don't know because they are doing conditions like those individuals in the Zen tradition story that Sadhguru sh- shares with us and how he says those are not disciples. They do not want to transform. They're just trying to pull their weight. The adaptive child does not try to expand, repair, or have a nice interaction. They're trying to prove their right. It's all about them. They control the situation. Uh, They will retaliate if they think that you're being rude or they just decide that your opinion is not right or whatever it is, however they twist it. And then they withdraw, so silent treatment or just decide to punish somehow you by not talking. And now it's really sad when things like that happen Um, because it's just, yeah, one of those confusing things for a child because they will have had that happen to them and that energy is one that is not very beautiful to be around either and I was going to go in another direction too but now i lost that so in the meantime the functional adult love language is one that knows how to leave it alone Because we don't really want to talk to the child that is busy being in a grouchy and more than just a grouchy mood. It's an anger that's masking the actual unfortunate feeling of complete fear and loneliness. And if I'm not good enough and I do something more, I'm going to lose my lifeline. It's a very, very not pleasant emotion which is why people really, they should think twice. Again, when when people speak in certain ways, I have not ever wanted to say, let me tell you more about shame. I actually do not, because every person's body leads them to what they're ready to work on. And due to this depth of vulnerability that would be brought forth, it is actually a crisis of potential identity meaning it does not and cannot be handled necessarily by a person their emotions are like tsunamis so again i i actually have never personally even bothered with being inclined to want to bring up topics as i learn more of them in our setting it's shared with those who are ready to love life that's exactly why there are no tones of let me baby you through it no I will tell you love or not, you know, in that way, the sooner a person who is modulated leaves the platform, the better it is. They should not be exposed to the conversation because it would trigger aspects that are not necessary. If they want to expand, they will know that because they will want to grow more compassionate with themselves in life. I always also share with people who have intuitiveness the ones who don't want to make their way into the spiritual community metaphysics is a terrorism or spirituality for that matter but the metaphysics are the ones that talk about crystals and the spheres of energy and topics like tarot akashic record readings okay and i always will share with people who have voiced to me their lack of interest to leave it alone and that's something that it's, it's always interesting how people will respond to that because while they're letting me in on the fact that they don't believe, they're skeptics, they don't want to, they're afraid, they're, there's a lot of different ways they present these aspects. Um, when I present to them, you don't have to accept it. They're like, no, no, but I don't want to negate it either. So they're in the middle. But I always, again, notice one thing and the somatic experts have let me in on that, is that the body of a person will know it's what. Now, when we have our relationships, that's where when we're working on building something, there is no lying or not speaking to each other, okay? And so if you're going to be a person who wants to talk about feelings, and talk about being a functional adult, and so talking like an individual within your relationships, you want to understand how to first be mindful of yourself, and that is you begin to utilize your neocortex. You begin to perceive and pick up on your window of tolerance. You begin to notice your patterns, what triggers you. So when you have shame... This aspect of defectiveness is something that you want to know and to not use those emotions in the conversation, but to allow yourself to sit with the feelings if you can. Now, if you have someone who's supportive, you just allow them to know how they can support you. It's all about you getting to know what eases you. Obviously, the more you can have contingent communication so uh, be readily responsive to people because you know everyone has concerns for each other if you have shame it means that you are not necessarily in the place to consistently be in a state of love but if you are trying to pursue inner growth and you're actually committed to your self-empowerment then you will do easily what I'm sharing meaning you understand that you're going to take ownership or you're not this is there's no middle ground for the ownership of feelings the only way for any person to support any other person and just each other is to know that which sets our feelings in motion and then using words to talk about it and obviously doing one's best to temper If there are any types of reactivity which does take place, can take place, that's where the functional adult love language comes into the mix. There are plenty of good somatic sensory motor and trauma experts. There are people like me who are mentors and consultants, again, or the mindfulness and meditation, coaches, teachers, they're all... The same thing because they support a person on their personal development journey. Titles are not important to those of us who are here to support any individual who wants to move beyond this feeling of defectiveness. Respecting titles does not mean any one or other has superiority. I'm just going to spell that one out. And the people who get pissy about it... I. Leave it alone because again, those are the same modulated people who are trying to tell everyone how they should go about their own healing journey. Now, for me, we don't need to heal, we're not broken, but again, I come from a love cycle, I'm not a shame, so I don't feel defective. I'm imperfect, I'm okay with it. That's what I get to teach you. And how it feels to be imperfect and okay with it, and to I'm gonna she love you and humanity. So when people have been in shame and their defectiveness has wanted to in their own way basically twist things and make me feel quote-unquote bring to me shame for how I love better bet that I did not feel shame I felt very heartbroken and as I was a kid and then grew up I got to become more of the heart that I am which is just plain old sadness when things like that have taken place and even in moments where for example, one of the situations I've shared, I was mortified because I was uh, brought to be pretty much told, "How dare you insult me, my loved one?" And it was a, a lot of "How dare you? How dare you? How dare you?" The reactiveness was their own unresolved trauma for their own history of rejection and abandonment, and very physically violent. Uh, situations that I will not go into description about but that I have at a certain point come to know of these are loved ones again so of course we know each other's stories and what I was most proud of and it sounds silly for me to even use the word because there's nothing proud to be a human being but for me it was a feeling that indicates pride because it matches what me Maria the human being who speaks to you my heart has always felt for any person that I've ever interacted with, which is compassion. And so it it is, I'll never forget that feeling because it felt triumphant to my body. It was like a little dance of, yeah, I succeeded at being a human, (laughs) which is silly because again, that's not really how it is, you know, Um, meaning that's uh, just silly to be proud to be human, of course. But it was something that made me happy because no person that I've ever met has ever been in the space of, wow, you know what? That is right. This is the love that humans are meant to be in. The only people that I get to learn that my love is accurate are the same somatic experts, trauma experts. And it's because of them explaining what a restorative embodied self is like, an integrated mind. And that's exactly how those of us who have a love cycle, no defectiveness, live our life. It's unconditionally loving with flaws and imperfections and being like, and that's a problem. Why? We don't understand. And being explained that shame is a feeling for our ancestors when they lived one with the herd, which makes complete sense, like why people don't want to feel sadness. Again, one with the herd and the animals is like, oh, you're going to die out in the wilderness. And then when you hear a sad guru talk about your body has memory, And then, again, the epigenetics people talking about memory cellular, or even 4D community talking about DNA upgrades and now understanding all those words like, oh, your charge states, they, okay, so long story short, here's why the 5D mystic does come into the mix, my light worker's life, I knew that there was a reason behind it, I knew I'd figure out what, and I knew it would be something to support humanity, because inspiring that infinite higher human consciousness potential is all that I've ever wanted to do, is to help people to be their own self, yourself. And when people feel disgusted by this, or that they should change, this is my point, they come with a shame cycle that has layers that they're peeling away, which is why they think they have changed. And I, again, will... Listen to them describe their journey. But for those of us who have always been our actual self, we don't change. That's why that feeling of pride, as I said, I'm like, wow. And that was with a person that's part of my oversoul, my soulmate. And this is even more fun when you know shit like this. This is five mystics. High five. <laughs> it's hilariously fun. And, you know, what's even more fun is when you do Akashic record readings and then you get downloads on even more things. What's not fun is, you know, other stuff, but let's leave that one to the side. So we, even in these situations, when our loved ones will try to, through shame and their own masking of it, um, make it seem like, you know, we're the uh, creators of stories that don't exist because, of course, metaphysics, as a terrorism, the entire plane of spirituality and spiritual stuff is not every person's access, because that's just something that for now is the case. I don't believe it will always be, but it doesn't really matter because consciousness is talked about more and more by our astrophysicists and physicists and all the different multidisciplinary uh, topics. The 5D educators, Daniel Siegel himself, when he talks about the mind and explains how it works, he talks about its information and exchange of information. So you're going to hear about 5D in terms of the human sciences and it's a good thing in my book way better than the light versus dark people that are doing light dark forces of energy no no energy energy is energy it doesn't look like light or dark or I mean you know really we could go on and on about that one so let's not do so and back to feelings of shame and how people who have these feelings can move out of their own if they recognize like I said triggers and then use your words and obviously do not use the um, inner critic or outer critic and the self-soothing mechanisms or the withdrawing but to become self-aware and notice that you are not defective begins when you're met with that compassion beyond reason. And that's where the functional adults are. So when you find the people who will accept you for who you are with those reactive moments, and they can talk to you and handle you because they care about you and they know you do not represent a physical threat. And that even though you might have biological rudeness come up again and again, again, it's like with my mother and my twin, I have a tone with them. They don't kick me out or tell me never to talk to them again. They up with my tone and and they say it's an excuse. I say, no, my two-year-old is just hard to work with my implicit memory. But what I'm pointing out is that we all will have that two-year-old and then people who will unconditionally love us and be patient and work with us. And we work with ourselves. Whether they think we are slowing it down or not, that's not something we can actively do anything about. There's only so much when you are working with the reactiveness that stems from your brain stem. okay, so it is a charge state for a reason, and they go dormant as you grow up, but that doesn't mean they cease to exist, as my lovely teacher Sue Martin presents, so those of us who don't have shame cycles, we still have the charge states like anybody else, the one to three-year-old attached panicky, the three to seven shame submissive, the freeze of all ages, the flight 11-12, the fight 14-15-16, so As you learn to harness those lovely moments, your emotional self moments, with people who are supportive, and if you need that additional support, those somatic sensory motor trauma experts, they are definitely people you want to look into. Now, for mindfulness and holistic life. Practices and so that integrates also with for me with Reiki and what I walk people through. What I've been advised by those that I learned from because I've asked since we're not official therapists, what is it that those who are official therapists suggest? And one, it's obviously not comparing ourselves to that, which I completely agree with. Two, it is noticing the window of tolerance and noticing if things get better or not. Because our nervous system will pick up on if something is getting better or not. And so here's where better means the person's well-being increases, not the opposite. If a person's mind continues to move into rigidity and chaos, they're not getting better. And at that point, we would want to advise and suggest additional support. So their self-soothing mechanisms don't move into a better space. They don't cease them. And this is something I've been able to suggest when necessary i have not found myself in a situation as a consultant in situations where i was given permission by loved ones meaning we are talking because they want my opinions okay but there are loved ones who do not involve me in their own stuff that way and that's where as the lovely therapists point out if you don't have permission you're not meant to step into that spectrum, which is why the modulated people who want to talk about enabling need to shut up because they're not the actual therapists who know that you're not here to force people to, to go down a path of therapy if they don't want. The self is the individual's self. And if a person does anything without their conscious desire to do so no motivation they're not going to pursue anything it's going to be a waste of their money and time and they really won't be there it's not about waiting until it gets worse it's about recognizing what the modulated people don't understand which is the other person's body knows what's best now being able to justify one's own biological rudeness is not something beautiful but at the same time here's where When people have feelings of shame that they have not, again, brought to healing and or not dissolved, so they're not aware that their feeling of defectiveness is what is tainting the picture, it is something that they might never become aware of because the ability for people to hide behind shame, guilt, blame, fault, and revenge, I've seen it. I've seen it in many spaces where there are those who are, for example, intuitives, and uh, they have clairs. I'm going to use that as an example right now. So clairs mean clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. I have a couple of people throughout my lifetime who want to try basically uh, fitting into spaces that because belonging equates, please make me Know that I am worthy and valuable. So those people compare themselves on their own. It's kind of like sibling rivalry. But this is not siblings because I only have two siblings in my life and one's a younger sibling. And, and I mean, others are family, but siblings are when you've grown up, okay? So loved ones, secure connections are not siblings. But that's where, again, a person with a love cycle ain't comparing their self to another. There's a differentiated self. We link and join. We don't merge. But we begin to figure out that if we don't let people merge, they feel like we're telling them they're not good enough because of the way people get when you do stuff like this. As a teenager, it became clearer. I didn't need to learn anything different as an adult. In fact, I was simply reconfirmed by adults, their teenage self. Um, So in moments where people who are 4D intuitives have done things like this, it is quite... um, not fun because we don't like to have to put up with people in our space in a certain way because they're also basically making statements not only about us but also about our loved ones and our life and they are doing so by trying to present that they're one up or somehow again like presenting this type of competition with Claire's, which has no spot for Claire's. they're not gifts they're part of our actual one human makeup and they begin to open up as you begin your own ascension process meaning your connectiveness to conscious field and the fact that people don't have the ability to respectfully disengage from using their clairs on another human being's life is something that again I try to I'm going to try and move out of this so that we can move back into your topic but We learn how to keep our mouth shut because people need to feel seen, safe, and soothed when they are emotionally and mentally insecure because of their own defectiveness, shame, unworthiness cycle that they refute to take a look at and take ownership of, and instead they're focused on those band-aids on another person, which has nothing to do with them and we're having to put up with the sticky annoying band-aids that we don't need and that we didn't ask for and that you know we are gracefully just allowing like when kids play with you but kids have fun with it these are people who are actually trying to again do stuff and in this case when people want to um again use their clairs with my life is what i'm gonna break it into and then make statements such as but i am clairvoyant as well and it's like yes nobody said you're not that doesn't mean you know what my life is but okay let me leave that one alone (laughs) shall I (laughs) so it is where you understand they are going through something and they want someone to feel emotionally speaking whatever it is they're feeling and they want to have someone walking next to them in that human suffering but because we don't have this defectiveness, shame, heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart inside and our life is not their life it's more like uh, okay so long story short whether they're intuitive or not a person that is actually creating a competition it's a competition that equates you taking some other person's life and trying to stuff it in your own life with your own feelings. That's what merging is versus what joining would be as well. Wow, you know, I hear you. Uh, I was actually relating to it based on my experience. So, you know, I, I actually didn't uh, think of that or whatever it is. Sometimes we'll just say, yeah, you know, I was right or I was wrong. Excuse me. And that adaptive child stuff can come into the mix at times because we will admit uh, using the wrong words or the right words and trying to figure out how to best attune to a story that an adaptive child is presenting to us so that we may gracefully get out of, again, any type of in- insecure situation where they're wanting to have a sounding board. So the shame wants to be seen and pitied at some point, if they grow up, then again, this part of the effectiveness and worthiness is where there's an awareness and they can move beyond the feeling as well as take ownership. If they maintain a story, this is the part of them just wanting to share the narrative and not working on healing that emotion of defectiveness or shame. So they're not dissolving it. They're not taking ownership of the fear and the loneliness of this depth of, what they have, ownership would be like, wow, yeah, this is really something that I can feel deeply. You're right. You know, like this is uh, interesting. The aspect of the body is where no thought recalibrates or reworks. It's you disengaging from the neural pathway, the thought process, the rumination, the, the story, and then you bringing forth your ventral vagal, you disengaging from the upset chemistry and saying neutral let me go to neutral land neutral is the first step because of course it feels kind of bullshit to move into happy land right and so from defective and lonely the depth of despair to yeah that really feels sucky man wow yeah not nice no not nice at all if it's easy obviously this is the part where it all depends on where you're at and how you can handle emotions with your loved ones and all these things so the minute that you can have that word of what you're describing, the emotion, you just say neutral is because that's how you disengage the charge with someone who supports you, who listens. You get to expand your window of tolerance because you will have that moment to say, oh, wow, I handled that in my body. And think of your nervous system. Again, it's a muscle. So the part of when our parents to create secure attachment, they only need to attune to us a third of the time, then repair is what's important. And when we're in a little bit of distress as infants, it's good because then we learn how to self-regulate. So when they leave us and come back, but obviously if they're helping us to co-regulate with the ventral vagal body, which is why skin is important, their affection, abuse can equate neglect abuse can equate just people yelling in a room okay neglect is leaving that infant to cry and cry and cry and not ever picking them up and being warm and fuzzy and cozy with them and if a person can't do it because they have a nervous system that can't it's not something they do on purpose so there's a lot of different ways this feeling of defectiveness this shame gets to take place and attachment does have a role as well and you do have different attachment figures but Again, handling the feelings is something that you get to consciously choose to do versus transfer them. Healing them is the word that the trauma somatic and sensory motor experts use. So with shame, I chose to include it. And of course, I use words. I share with you why I don't agree with the word healing, but it's because of us not being something broken on a cellular level. However, shame is heartbreak got wrenched, torn apart. And it is a feeling of defectiveness. So you heal this feeling of defectiveness that was a strategic developmental... It was a developmental strategy that your body, your mind, your infant you was able to have take place to make up for the caregiver and or caregivers or the household that was not a safe environment, that was not there for you. So the fear is... Very well founded, and the loneliness is of one that was of an infant, and that's where it's helpless, hopeless, and also feels like it's never worthy enough to be ease. It's 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 something very sad. This this is why it's something beautiful when met with compassion beyond reason. It shatters, which is also why the five DC person in the Enlightenment Soul A Group will not. Ever in my 43 years of life, do I actually have any upset in the sense of anger towards people who have basically done things that are not nice. When I think about it, it's sad. And that's all I'm going to say because otherwise I would get too emotional about it in a very, very sad way. So the aspect that makes us angry (laughs) is not people who have shame. People who have shame make us sad. It's when they're being egoic. If we think of them in their ego, then yeah, we can get angry with Kali because of course we're going to protect ourselves. But we don't usually spend time there because it's stupid. It's a stupid story and it's not a true story. It's a shitty story and it it hides the truth. The truth is that we love each other as people and nobody likes to be in any type of of fight, period. (laughs) That's the truth. So the only stories I have for you are those two individuals way back when uh, I've shared with my listeners that were two people that, one, my friend that I didn't talk to for five years, and it was a very specific way that I would contemplate but it wasn't where I would actually uh, wish anything happened to them. It's kind of like when you say, I wish you have diarrhea because now you're pissing me off. So silly things like that. I have said things like that, for example. I will will say that. We all will have said things, but the heart is not in it in the way that I've heard people that are in their adaptive child. I have had plenty of friends who share things. And I mean, you're a friend. You're going to listen the part that they don't realize that that is actually not true and that their heart feeling that type of energy is not something to go around tooting your horn about the way that you can strategically think of how you would emotionally hurt. It's not something you should think bad about either because it's natural to have a cycle of thought that accompany feelings, which is why the somatic, sensory, motor, and trauma therapist, like when Bezel van der Kolk says, a therapist is the person or just anyone who's there to help you, that you can tell your darkest, darkest secret to which is true. When people share with me, like when I share, you always will hope it's a safe haven, safe base. You get seen, you get heard, you get supported emotionally. The part that I'm saying is when people are sharing these things, they don't move into... You know what, I was really pissed, that's all. No, no, there's people who say, no, that that human being, I still think they're an asshole and I think they're an energy vampire or dark aura and I choose to cancel them because I've decided they're an evil person that I don't like. They remain judgmental. They remain people who cast stones. They remain adaptive children, and they justify. Like the lady that's the therapist. She's a therapist. Ten ways to get underneath the skin of a narcissist. She ends this video saying, this is how I empower my client. What are you talking about Empower? This is called vengeance. It's called evil. If we need to put a book to it, they need all somatic, sensory motor, good therapists, not you. They don't need your voice. Rooting them on, like other tarot readers who I see, use your, use uh, revenge. Get get them back by leading a good life. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, wow, that's so messed up. And it's messed up because you have stooped, quote unquote, down, if anything, to the same level. And yet you want to think you are higher than another human being, which by the way, none of us are. But furthermore, it's, it's shameful. And you're basically in your own shame, blame, fault, revenge cycle. You're an adaptive child. You're not a functional adult. There's nothing to be proud of When you're shaming someone, because one, that means you have shame yourself. But two, you're being someone who doesn't know what it actually means for people to go through life. Because if you did, you'd have heart. You'd be quiet. You'd walk away. You'd turn around. You'd be the bigger person. The bigger person means to be compassionate beyond reason, not the other way around. So whenever I see these adults who want to talk to me about topics, and that's where they're not healing anyone. They're just uh, voicing uh, their group's agenda, their group's hurt, and with their group, they get to feel safe, and, you know, in time, we get to create conversations. It's okay. Not everyone moves into the Enlightenment So Age group. Not everybody moves into an actual functional adult and recognizes that we can have conversations about completely different opinions on things. We can, and we do all the time. We use all the words. I use all the words. I ain't stopping any words that I use. We don't be concerned on walking on eggshells. Oh, believe me, I ain't concerned with walking on eggshells. The minute I meet a modulated person is the minute I know I've met someone who's not as intellectually amplified as they think they are. But you better bet I ain't going to be arguing with them. I ain't going to waste one, one second of my breath. Their ears are closed. They're there to prove they're right, like those disciples in the Zen tradition story. They're not there to learn, to transform. They're not there to be helpful to each other. They're not there to communicate with me. No, no. Their adoptive child wants to prove their worthiness. They're there to battle. I ain't there to battle. I don't battle. If I wanted to battle, I'd go be a soldier. I don't want to be a soldier. I don't want to be a cop. I don't want to do anything with my physical force. If I did, I'd be doing it. I'd be boxing. I don't actually enjoy physical anything. So here's where people who get all worked up. It reminds me, actually, I'm going to close out with this one. So there's these podcasts. And I don't don't appreciate because they're pinpointing, obviously, on the white boys podcast. But oh my gosh, there are some of these men. And I am so sorry because I don't like doing the whole gender stereotype. But some of these men... I don't even know where to begin. So there's this one podcast where this guy was saying why women today are so promiscuous. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, how old are you? And then I asked my, my, uh, the person who shared it with me, I said, I, I wonder if the majority of these are in America because right now, unfortunately, my lovely America, you know, I can't wait for us to move back into what is more decent than what is not right now. And it isn't any white men alone, but when I see stuff that I've seen, it's also white women by the way. And I'm I'm a white I'm Italian American, but I, I'm white. I'll be put me into the mix. So of course you know, I, I am saying, I'm not saying any of this is good or bad. I'm just saying Well, I mean, it is actually bad in the sense of there's a lot of people who are ignorant and they want to live back in the medieval times and they don't actually understand what it means to learn things. But (laughs) again, what I meant is um, uh, there are people that follow these people, women that follow these guys, and I just wonder where they went to school and how they can actually think that them in a country equate intellectual anything because, no. That's not intellectual. And so the other podcast teasing of this like white men, another white boy podcast was about this guy saying, you have a PhD, but until you can take me physically down, I don't give a shit about your PhD or something like that. I was like, wow, that's completely modulated right there and that's rigidity for you guys and gals that's rigidity so that's a side note for us working with shame by the way it has nothing to do right now i just shared food for thought opinions have a laugh it's entertainment uh not meant to you know ruffle any feathers but then again meant to create conversation because honestly i don't even know i'm 43 i thought people would grow up learn information not become what I see right now it is beyond a shadow of a doubt something that I am uh I can't use words you know why as a kid I I grew up and I chose political science as my major because I believed in things as a kid of course um as I continued my education I wondered while I learned about the youngness of my country of America I was like huh I wonder if maybe they don't have the same situations as Europe because they're young. You know, young does have less experience. Lo and behold, years pass by and then this divide, this big divide began happening. I was like, you know what? I think what I had a hunch on is coming true. Now that they're getting older, mm, it seems like there's a lot more stuff that is similar to what I was seeing with my European fellows. Because when I'm in Italy, I'm with the European people and so I was like, huh, this is so fascinating. And, and, you know, again, obviously I'm teasing right now in the sense of just closing up and wrapping up with this side note. But um, luckily for us, plenty of 5D educators in America and Europe and worldwide, so I'm not really worried about it. And I have faith that we will be back to being able to just know that there's more knowledge than less than, but there will be groups. Those groups have plenty of 4D, 3D, and Other Soul age group individuals who are rigid in their mind and want to hold on to their old stuff, and they will be able to create communities, which is why that's good. They create their communities. Those of us who move beyond for real, any type of that shame, defectiveness feeling, great, because we don't need it anymore. We don't live one with our animals. We don't need to be in fight, flight, freeze in our reptilian nervous system mode our primal nervous system mode, we can actually consistently learn to be in ventral vagal. Integrated mind, restorative embodied self is the optimal well-being, humanly speaking, from the updated good human science people that study mental health, not the ones who want to bring back prehistory and continue to think of things as old people, no matter how young they seem to be. So please keep in mind... That education has moved forward, so has research. Shame. It's not something that is true. It is a developmental strategy of the body of an infant that is in a household where their caregiver or caregivers or their environment is not able to provide a sense of safety for them. They are lonely and they're scared and they are dreading every minute of that as an infant. No thought, no nothing. What gets stored in this heart is this idea or this feeling, excuse me, I'm defective. There's something wrong with me. So that they may maintain sanity for their only lifeline. The body knows the only way I'm going to live is if this person stays here and is, is sane. Otherwise, I'm dead. I'm pretty much dead. So the body does what it can. And unworthiness is something people can move out of. But it is up to you to see that shame for the untruth and the illusion it is, and therefore to dissolve it. Now, do it with, obviously, those who can support you. You can know your window of tolerance because it means you feel really shitty. It means you might, if you have anything, sex, drugs, alcohol, food, compulsive activities, that's not a good thing, meaning you want to go and find a good somatic sensory motor trauma therapist or reach out. i send you links, you know, okay? So... If instead you can handle the emotions, bring yourself to love, bring yourself, if you have people that support you, great, that's great, you talk, you begin to dissolve the shame and that's when you start working with your other parts, the one to three year old, the three to seven, the freeze, the flight, the fight, you work with your higher self, this means you're in a state of compassion with you as you are, unconsciously loving, with flaws and imperfections, not defective, not broken, and with others. Obviously, once you're consistently vibing in 5D and you're a self-empowered enlightened person, you can choose if you want to stick to those other soul age groups or move into your enlightenment soul age group. You don't have to move anywhere. And you can, you know, consistently support your loved ones alone. You don't have to expand to being compassionate with all of humanity. That's you know your choice. Again, healing from feelings of shame is something possible. Learn about Bessel Vanderkoek, Daniel Siegel. Peter Levine, Stephen Porges, Janina Fisher, and Pat Ogden for a couple of names, okay? And hopefully, if you've enjoyed, tune on back in, reach out. I'm here to support anyone who wants to move more and more into their infinite higher human consciousness potential. Have a great day.